let's start talking about where uh, you've come from as a photographer. You've got quite a rich sort of history of background, but what kicked it all off? I grew up with photography. My father has always been a photographer. So when I was young, as a kid, we were always his studio. What sort of photographer subjects. was he? He was he kind of he, he came from uh, not a photography trained background at all, but he worked in the high street for quite a while as a, a portrait slash wedding photographer in Harrogate. And then he started working for local newspapers and started developing a kind of journalistic style and uh, moved across from Harrogate over to West Yorkshire and started working as a, a staff photographer on the newspaper. So that must have been, you know, a lot of influences coming in there. I mean, did he start... Well, he, he must have had books lying around the house. Yeah, lots of books. Um, there was a book by Karsh uh, of Ottawa, which is a, a fantastic book, which always was around when I was a kid. We've got a book here. Is this, is yeah, that this yeah one? Th that's the one, yeah. And, and look, when you look back at books like this, you don't realise what influence they had on you. But... Um, there's elements of structure and form and shape with all these images, which I kind of start putting into play within work that I'm doing myself now. So, so Blimina, there must have been influence from um, having these books lying around the house. There was a one by Cecil Beaton, one by Bailey, and um, you know, just interesting literature to have chucked around the house. Oh, it's great having books, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I, I had uh, my mother's influence, which was all painting. Mm -hmm. And I suppose that influence has come out in me as a photographer. But you had the book open at a couple of images. I mean, were those specific ones you were looking at? Well, this is, this is just a beautiful use of natural light. But there's obviously he's mixing natural light with some bounced light as well. That's the Georgia yeah. O'Keeffe image, which quite a lot of people will know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So it's, it's this very, very strong image. There's, you know... A raft of images throughout this book of portraits from Churchill to various other different people. That image itself just it has a beauty to it. It's something to do with the, 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 the horns on the wall or whatever, but I think it has a lot more to do with the light, the way that he's used the light. So, so was it books like that, or was it your father's work? What was it that kicked you off into wanting to be a photographer? I'd love to think that it was books like that, but obviously I wasn't clever enough to think about imagery when I was looking at these books, they were, they were just like beautiful things in front of me. My father's imagery was very journalistic and very kind of newspaper orientated until in the kind of the mid-70s where he kind of left that newspaper and started to photograph Dragon custom cars in the scene um, in the UK through kind of like the late 70s to early 80s, which was a big influence on me as well because not in, in, in a kind of like photographic way, but the whole business of the industry the way that he, he took with a, a group of other people, they got together and they decided they were going to publish a, a newspaper about Dragon Custom Cars, completely independently to any publisher or whatever. Kind of crazy business idea, but I like the ethic of it. It kind of like it was a bit crazy, it was a bit creative, and it failed at the end. But creatively, it was a great process. I can remember um, having folding sessions at the house where they'd have about 15 people around all folding the newspapers and drinking like Watney's barrel on the kitchen surface and everything. So it was, it was always something that was going on in the house, you know, which, which was fantastic again, creatively. So did that lead you into a, a photographic education or how were you trained as a photographer? Well, all these things were happening around me when I was a kid. My, you know, the business side of things were never really thought about and it was, uh, unfortunately, it didn't work. So I was always kind of like pushed away from photography by... Uh, my mother in certain ways to say that you know it's not an easy industry to get into at all it's no there's no way 
uh, not, not a lot of security within the industry and um, it's not something to go into fatality, you know what I mean? So we, I left school at a very young age, um, went through a, a massive comprehensive school and thought I came out with absolutely nothing, trained to be a chef for two years. But after the first year of training to be a chef, I decided that I don't want to do this. So I was starting to shoot stuff myself with some hand-me-down cameras from my dad. And I started to build a portfolio in my second year of doing that. And I went straight on to studying photography. Only a, a, a kind of like an O&D level in technical college um, mm. in Leeds. And who were your influences when you started with the training then? Um, there was obviously the influences that I picked up from um, when I was a kid. Cecil Beaton and uh, David Bailey, but new people coming into the scene and the whole Blitz, Face, ID scene was very big um, in the sort of like early 80s, the mid 80s, and then I left school in the mid 80s and then studied towards the back end of the 80s. So that whole kind of street culture scene was a massive influence on me. And eventually, when I'd matured enough to appreciate quality of imagery, Nick Knight was a, a massive influence when I was uh, coming out of college. So I, I kind of when I left college, I applied to go down to Bournemouth and Poole, but unfortunately didn't get in. Um, so I came back, back up north, and tried to sort of like put some uh, footholds in and try and find some work. But I was in a band at the same time, so it was a bit of a rock and roll thing, so I didn't want to go down there. And then, you know, so that was kicking off all at the same time. So it was all a bit of a, a crazy period of time. <laughs> <laughs> so when you came back up north and you were in a band and you were trying to get a foothold in the photographic career... Uh, what sort of jobs did you end up having to do? Well, I left college and then and, and kind of scripted around a little bit. I was I was doing some freelance work for um, Melody Maker and Sounds, photographing gigs and small break up uh, breakaway bands and um, that kind of element. So I was I was using the influence some people I'd met through my kind of like journey within rock and roll as it was, and started shooting for them. Um, and then I ended up picking a job up through a contact of my father's who ran an agency and started doing a 50-50 split, basically, commercially assisting him and um, uh, shooting press work. Um, local newspapers, like the Yorkshire Post and various other papers like that, and as well as getting my foothold into the, the Times and the Guardian and those sorts of elements, using the contacts of the guy that I was working so, with. So was that straight editorial stuff? Was that news? It was news stuff, but I very quickly found out that hard news was not for me, even though my dad had spent time in the Balkans when it kicked off in Yugoslavia, um, and uh, he spent time in Russia as well, all on kind of assignment as it was, but the, the Balkans was his big thing, really. Hard news wasn't for me at all. I, I think I got sent to somebody's house to knock on a door to pick up a picture of their dead daughter, and uh, it was just like, I can't do this, you know. So I was very quickly pushed into kind of more interested kind of elements. I would always shoot the fashion for the newspapers. I would shoot the art space features. I would shoot the, the, the story about the film director. Do you know what I mean? Not the elements of hard news. It never really interested me at all. So what was the point where your photography that you'd been doing up to that point as a student and as a young photographer, uh, influenced by the likes of Nick Knight, mm -hmm. where did that change to being interested in the jobs that you were being asked, well, commissioned to do? It was, it was, it was a struggle. It was a big struggle to try and put any personal kind of hint on your body of work that you came out of college with. I would maybe start to try and work with young designers that I'd met on the shoots and put roots into the theatre companies and dance companies um, to try and start doing testing with them and mo moving forward in that, that kind of way. But you're obviously trying to... You now, know. you were talking about some 
photographs that, uh, that you admired, which were all dance images. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about those? Yeah, well, it, again, it was, there was a book here by Lois uh, Greenfield um, called Airborne, and I can remember seeing this book for the first time, and um, I couldn't believe that these images were captured as photographic images. They looked like there was elements of kind of like holding people in strategic positions, but I started shooting dance quite early, and I, I, keep, I keep doing it now. It's not something that I make a living from, but it's something that I, a passion that I have, which I want to keep doing. Um, but these images were kind of like mesmerising in a way, but they, they looked like they, they couldn't be captured. But when you start shooting dance, you realise that the, cap, the lens, you know, the, the, if you're shooting at 500th or 750th of a second, the human eye doesn't see that, you know. So you're capturing things that the human eye or the brain doesn't kind of like get. Yeah, lots of dance way. photos look impossible. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You, you wonder whether they're retouched or, or, or whatever. Or pumped or whatever, yeah. Comped, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it was, it, again, that's kind of like beautifully crafted black and white imagery to start off with and, um, and extremely graphic in the way and forms and shapes that they've actually created in the work. So again, I've seen the pattern of my work, which I'm kind of getting to now, which is very strong, very quite graphic in a way. It kind of breathes and has its own kind of me- metamorphosis as it is, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we're looking at the sort of Gandhi-esque pose that we've got open from the book here, which is... Uh... Yeah, it looks... This, this image here, it, I don't think it's got a title to it, but it looks like loads of colour um, middle tubes, aren't they? Which have been chopped into kind of like long stilts. There's a man, a bald naked... Or a, a bald, bald-headed gent with a very short pair of speedos on or whatever, jumping in the air, and it just kind of like has a... You know, you expect him just to go... Phew, and all the, the tubes just fall to the floor, but it's been captured in such a way. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's very hard to explain. Well, his hands look as though they're actually holding onto a rope. Yeah, exactly. Been yeah. Out, but pr- probably he's not. Yeah, but that, I think that, that, <laughs> that's, 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 impossible. that's the thing that makes you think that these shots aren't real. Yeah. You know, but, you know, she's kind of like got him to position in a certain way. So there's a, another photograph here, which you put out for us to have a look at, but I'm not quite sure what the... The influence of that is. Well, this image, this is the first, this is bang up today in a way. It's an image by Sally Gal, and it's the first proper piece of photography artwork I bought myself uh, as a print. And I kind of like fell in love with it as a, as, a, as a very subtle piece of work. I'm not sure what it's actually called, but I've got it on my wall at home. And it's like a limited edition of 10 prints in the world. She's a New York photographer. I don't know, it just has a beauty to it. But it's one of those things where it's kind of like an impulse buy where you're going, right, I'm going, to, I'm going to buy this piece of art. And it's like, oh no, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it, it, was a, it was a sizable investment, but, it, it, but for me it's kind of it's a piece of beauty. I think as photographers, perhaps, and YB artists, we tend to sort of swap works and have pieces exactly, given to yeah. us, and, mm-hmm. and we have tons of our own stuff around anyway, yeah. which just become wallpaper because we've seen it so often. So uh-huh. to have something new in there that you've actually purchased is yeah, very quite significant, fresh. really. Yeah, very, isn't it? very significant. But I think it says something in its beauty that it's very subtle, and, it, and it, I can relate to it the way that I shoot now, and its use of natural light and its tonal range, and it's, it, it's, it's very, very. Um, pleasing to the eye. Moving along, moving uh, a bit more up to date, I mean you're shooting for uh, features and things like that for the uh, newspapers and where did that develop to? Okay, well I kind of, um, I got to a point about two years down the line of doing that work and I thought I can't deal with this, I can't deal with somebody telling me 
how to have my hair cut on, how to what to wear, and that kind of thing. That kind of the bangs were taken off at a certain time. So I chopped with an axe and um, kind of started pushing out on my own and picking up contacts and clients from when I built throughout the, the time. So that was about um, 17 years ago, and ever since then I've been on my own. So um, on on a kind of development way, it kind of developed from working for these newspapers for myself, and then establishing roots within the arts organisations uh, within the north of the UK, so from Manchester, Liverpool, Leeds, predominantly in Leeds, and then the odd bit into London um, of shooting theatre productions, uh, marketing campaigns for theatre companies, um, fashion stories, um, and, and various other bits and bobs, you know, commercial work was picking up. I was starting to do quite a lot of PR work, which I hated, but it was a means to an end, you know, because I had an, a newspaper background in a way which I never wanted but it was it was there so it was a, a way of making money so I could fund doing different types of work you know so that kind of kicked off to a certain level and then in the mid to late 90s I kind of started to uh, develop um, a, a, a strong um, way of shooting people and, and just um, but I think it has a lot to do with communication more than anything else I can you can probably tell that I can speak a lot the communication element of my work is massive, where um, for me to be able to get something out of somebody, I need to win them over in a short space of time. Well, there, were, there were any landmark images in, in, in those times that you can pick out? Yeah, there's, a, there's an image I've pulled up here of a, a gent um, on a, a railway station, I think it was Huddersfield Railway Station, and uh, I was commissioned by the Ilkley Literature Festival, um, probably about 2000 or 1999 or something like that, to produce a set of images to market the campaign that was sponsored by a train company. The train company, we, we got a couple of day passes on, on the, the train, uh, a bag and a lot of black and white film and shot key portraits of people reading books on station, um, station benches, people reading books on trains, quite candid stuff, some in-your-face portraiture, which this image is. And it's a shot of a gent in um, Huddersfield train station laughing out loud with a balding head and very, very dapperly dressed gent, black and white print. And it was part of an exhibition which, which I, we did surrounding the festival. And I did some PR for myself regarding this festival, festival and this set of imagery to do uh, with the, the exhibition. Kind of got picked up a bit. I mean, we've, we've discussed before about self-promotion and, and how important, well, I think it's very, very important, up to vital that photographers self-promote themselves. And this was a, a, a piece of PR that I did. I sent maybe four prints from the exhibition to the BJP and they published one of them, which was this image, which then was picked up by two picture editors and but most importantly was picked up by the picture editor of Waitrose Food Illustrated magazine. So she called me in and I, I kind of like was quite busy at the time. So I left the message on the answer machine um, in the office. So every time I went to play some messages, hers was the first one all the time, blah, 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 blah. It's... Uh, it's from uh, Wetchersville Illustrated. I've seen your image in the BJP. Can you get in contact? So it was a, it was a big kick-off point um, for me, uh, that image. And I've, I still shoot for Wetchersville Illustrated now. So and the amount of people that I've met through... So you did actually phone her them. back. Uh, yeah, I phoned her back six months, it was six months later, and she'd left. <laughs> but the new uh, picture yeah. editor said, come on down, come and see me. You know, And I went down and... Uh, and spent some time with her, and um, you know, she started to gradually um, commission me to do only say, um, you know, a handful of jobs a year. But those handful of jobs were 
were really um, important through me meeting people. And, you know, now in 2009, I'm, I'm working with, say, eight of those clients that I photographed for Waitrose Wood Illustrated as, as main clients of mine now. So um, it was a, a, a fantastic piece of PR for me, which really pushed my business on, you know, but you've got to get out there and do it, definitely. Oh, you definitely do. I am. You definitely do. So how has your style sort of developed since in the last 10 years, I guess we're talking about there? There's a realisation I think I had as a photographer that I can reach a level, I can produce fantastically exposed, sharp images that are very acceptable to most people, um, but became very bored with it. So I stripped it all back again, and, and I'm, today I'm, I'm more interested in what emotional connection somebody will have with something that I've shot. I'm more interested in that instead of the technical side of things. So if I've got a, a raft of images, I need to be brought in early doors to the commission and we want to talk about it, how we're going to move it forward. Some of the, the latest pieces of work I've done for the Manchester Comedy Festival in Manchester, uh, for the Comedy Store, is, is a very, very simple campaign based on people in Manchester looking miserable, which has done remarkably well in, in loads of awards, which culminated in... Uh, an art director's award in New York um, for for pieces of work. It was shortlisted for a Clio in Las Vegas. And this was a job that there was no money involved in it. We just shot it. I was working with Mark Lester in Manchester. And the response has been phenomenal. It was in book in DNAD and um, it it was highly commended of a Design Week award. How does a British photographer get nominated for awards over in the States? You have good designers who uh, push everything into uh, (laughs) certain awards. But it's hard because it's so... The the raft of advertising that we did was so photography-driven. But but there's a a very small amount of design in it, but it's all about the concept of it and and actually pushing it forward. So that group of, uh, of work... It's a series of how many images? Uh, we came down to, we shot, I think we shot about nine. We maybe shot about 15, but we whittled it down to nine. I think it went out as a six-shot six campaign of headshots. And, and they're very straight images. Very they? straight images. Very dowdy-looking, weird people from Manchester. Nobody's <laughs> laughing at all. And no, a, a very simple typography in them. Very, well. very simple typography, yeah. But very yeah. clever typography. And, and and they were used as as posters or ambient. There'd be a poster campaign, um, brochure, leaflets, pamphlets, everything. You know, so they created the identity identity for that festival. Yeah, right. So we're going to push that forward again this year and try and try and put another little twist on it, but not take it away too far. You know, because it works obviously. <laughs> so you said that you uh, have got clients who've stayed with you for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Roughly, sort of, what's the proportion of those clients to new clients coming in and? Um, quite healthy, really, I would say. I think I, like most people in business, if you looked at your end-of-year figures, you'll see that the majority of your income comes from a really strong core of maybe six or seven clients, you know, that you have. So there's that element, but there's new people coming in on a, on a monthly, weekly basis. Which and I how found, do they find you, or well, how do you find them? Well, I've, um, I've published a, a, a kind of visual reference uh, volume one, which was a book that I did about um, a year ago with uh, a designer called Rob Brearley. So um, it's this uh, yeah, it's, orange um, sleeved soft cover book. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a, it's like a, bro- it's not a brochure, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's, it's a book. I want to call it a book because it, there was so much thought put into it. And that kind of takes me up to a certain point. So we published that as a marketing tool. And then I strategically hit people that I wanted to work with, as well as the client base I have already. 
but it's just teasing marketing really so I would then target these people who are doing well within certain areas of the design community it's targeted towards designers it's targeted towards people who commission photographers so about so, how many people did this go out to? It went out to about 600. All at one go? Yeah, well, maybe over a drip feed of about three months or something like that. So yeah. there was quite, uh, initially there was a lot of blogging going on about the book uh, in the design um, circles and that kind of, less, less on the photography side of things, but more on the design um, element kind of thing. So, you know, but that, that is important to me because uh, they're the people that commission photographers. And photographers don't commission photographers. And you've got quite a lot of images in here. How, how many do you know? Yeah, there's, there's probably about 20 per, uh, 15 per section or 20 per section. The front section's all about movement, which takes the influence back to Lois Greenfield's work and the dance element of my work. The middle section's about people, which is driven by portraiture and, and, um, and real-life situations, but with a massively high production value to them. And then the back end is kind of more personal work, which is um, observational weirdness or kind of structures or forms with people in them things that I've just seen with the element of kind of like shooting from the hip you know the way that you would shoot because you you just see it and as a photographer you know and, and I'm sure you'll think this Ed as well you can't switch off scene in composition so you know you drive around and it's like, oh my god I've just I can't turn it off which can be a bad thing sometimes, but you know, in, in general, that's what makes me who I am, you know. Well, I started my career uh, after I left college as uh, a hand printer, colour printer. Uh -huh. And I'm sorry to say that I was sitting on a train one day and I was looking at somebody and I went, no, they're just too magenta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that book kind of like takes, takes it up to now, where I'm in, I'm in discussions now with the new book. And how we move that forward, and we're, we're talking about honing it down to kind of fifteen key images. But going back to the the client um, question beforehand, I've, uh, I just I'm just kind of like working on a moment a massive uh, commission for Lloyd's TSB for a big branding agency in London to re completely replace their whole raft of business banking imagery. And I shot for Mercedes Benz UK last year on a trial period about people um, servicing their cars, which was. For the whole of the UK, you know, but it was a, a very nice piece of uh, design work. But both of us commissioned quite heavily from London without any representation, so directly commissioned um, to me. So I don't have any representation. It's not something that I don't dismiss at all because I'm sure that someday down the line it, it will have to happen just to kind of like keep me focused in moving in the right direction and stop being distracted by everything else that goes off. But it's 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 encouraging to know that you can get commissioned by large agencies, large, big London agencies to do work without being represented. I mean, one of my biggest buzzes was, going back a bit, uh, I was commissioned directly from New York by Gourmet, which is a, a Condé Nast publication, to a little office when I was living in Pudsey in the loft of my house. Some, a picture editor from New York ringing me up going, I've seen your work from Waitrose Food Illustrated again, Waitrose Food Illustrated. Can you go to Dublin and shoot me a story for three days about the food scene in Dublin? You know, so... It's a buzz. Well, so, uh, I mean, you've got your book which is going out to a targeted audience, but you then, you've got, you know, American guys, American art directors mm -hmm. finding you. Do they simply find you uh, on the web? How are they going to find the Waitrose book and things like that? Well, this book here, my book, anybody can contact me and, get, and request a copy of that book and, uh, you know, if they cover their own post and package, they can have one because I need to get some out of the door. There's a few boxes just weighing down the, the rafters at home. Online, you can find me online at 
www.moranphoto.co.uk. And that's kind of it, really. You know, I'm kind of online. I, I direct market myself to people. Uh, the website is the, the biggest stream of people finding me. You know, they'll see my work published in various publications. The editorial side of thing, I still like to keep going because it's like it's like kind of a platform in a way, just for your work to be seen there. You know, at the last commission, I was commissioned by a waitress. Um, I had a big advertising agency in London requesting like this opening page image from that to use on a raft of um, menus for the hotel chain. You know, so there's legs in everything, and um, I don't know. It's, it's it's an interesting industry. I love it. Very very privileged to be involved in it. Great to talk to you, Richard. Nice to talk to you as well. Actually. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>